Father God, thank you that Jesus Christ took worry to the pit of hell and left it there. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you lived a perfect life, that you fulfilled the law, that you made us one with our Heavenly Father through your forgiveness. When you said, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they do. And Father God, these are one of those things that we don't even realize it when we put more attention on our circumstance or situation, when we start to worry. Praise God. The Lord Jesus Christ, you said, forgive them. Forgive them for worrying. Forgive them of their anxiety. Forgive them on focusing on that thing more than they're focusing on you. And Father, right now, this very moment, we focus on you. Opening our hearts, saying, Jesus Christ, you are the Lord and Savior of my life. You live in my heart, you live in me. And Lord Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, you live in me and you overflow in me. The seeds of God is planted in me and is bearing great fruit of love, of joy, of peace, of happiness. So Father, thank you that we can come to you. That Lord Jesus Christ, you are seated at the mighty right hand. And that you are for us and that no one can be against us. And that you love us, Father God, in such a way that Jesus would carry all the anxiety, all the worry of this world on that cross and take it straight to the pit of hell where it belongs. And Lord Jesus Christ, I'm thankful that on that very day I confess you as my Lord and my Savior, that I know I died that day. And Father, you rose me with Jesus Christ. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that I live the resurrected life in Jesus Christ full of the goodness of God, overflowing in, in everything that God has for me. And I am so thankful that you silence the enemy. I'm so thankful, Holy Spirit, that you go before me and protect me. And I'm so thankful, Father, that you're a good and perfect God, that whatever is not of you must leave. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? 1 Peter 5 verse 6 through 8 humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour Proverbs 12 verse 25 Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? 
who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 14 verse 27 Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Psalm 23, verse 4, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 55, verse 22, Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Romans 8, 31 through verse 39. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16. Now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. Peace be with you. That is a beautiful meditation because you ask yourself, how do I obtain peace? Every day when I sit in my chair, I just sit down and I have peace knowing that this chair will hold me up, I'll be comfortable, I can adjust it with the, all the various levers that I have on the side. I have peace knowing that this chair is strong enough. I have peace knowing that this chair is stable and strong. I have peace even knowing that the hands that put it together did a great job. So how do I obtain that peace as I sit in this chair? It's because I trust knowing that the chair will do its job. I don't question it. 
every morning when when I come to my office and sit down I don't question I wonder if this chair is going to work today I don't question as far as I wonder if it's actually gonna hold me up the entire time I'm sitting down I don't even try to understand as far as how it's holding me up because it's a chair and I trust who made it made it right and it works so we take that scenario that truth I mean I'm telling you I'm Joey Karangan and I trust my chair it gives me peace knowing that I sit here comfortably and I could adjust it any way I like to suit my needs and by the grace of God we look at Proverbs 3 5 and Proverbs 3 3 5 says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding Colossians 3 verse 15 let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful Psalm 56 be merciful to me my God for my enemies are in hot pursuit all day long they press their attack my adversaries pursue me all day long in their pride many are attacking me when I am afraid I put my trust in you in God whose word I praise in God I trust and am not afraid what can mere mortals do to me all day long they twist my words all their schemes are for my ruin they conspire they lurk they watch my steps hoping to take my life because of their wickedness do not let them escape in your anger God bring the nations down record my misery list my tears on your scroll and they not in your record then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. By this I will know that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thank you and offering. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. Matthew 6, verse 25 to 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers in the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. 
If that is how God clothes the grass and the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Matthew 11, verse 20 and 30, when Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's so important to have rest in Jesus Christ. Even Superman had his resting place. I'm not too sure as far as what it's called, but I think it's like, it was like in, the, in Alaska or something. It was like the Fortress of Solitude, I believe. And yeah, I'm kind of being funny, but at the same time, you think about it. Superman, and he, he also needed a break, and he had his place of rest. Well, praise God, we have our Superman, our Savior, our Lord, our God. And he even says, I will give you rest. I am your rest. And when you truly meditate on that when like you just you just completely immerse yourself in God's love and you're just thanking God for Jesus and you just think of any situation Jesus was in what however Holy Spirit moves you right now as you're listening to my voice whether it's the woman with the issue of blood or whether it's the woman at the well or the adulteress that those uh, religious folks just dragged them dragged her you know at Jesus's feet or whether it was feeding the multitudes or even even to the final breath on the cross when you think about Jesus where was his resting place where did he rest where did he find his strength I mean because truly Jesus Christ is our model he's our Lord he's our Savior and Jesus taught us how to spread the gospel to spread him to spread Holy Spirit. It was the continuous rest that he had in God our Father. And Holy Spirit continued to do mighty works and miracles in him, but also refreshed him in the love of the Father. And that's the only way we ought to know how, is to just plead the blood of Jesus Christ, thank God our Father for Christ, thank God for our Holy Spirit that is for us and goes before us the actual power of God to do faith works and then you look at verse 29 it says take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls oh my goodness is that not so beautiful to take my yoke upon yourself it's beautiful because when you get that picture of a yoke it takes you back to an ox and the ox would be yoked with another ox and depending on how they work together you would hope that they would actually 
be productive and not have so much, you know, quarreling and fighting and going the opposite direction and, you know, and, and for the, the master to have to, you know, gore them. Well, Jesus is saying, if you take my yoke, you'll learn from me. And he says that I am gentle and humble. And of course, we know our Savior. Holy Spirit tells us who God is, teaches us, provides for us. Everything we know is Holy Spirit. And isn't it so loving that Jesus says, I know that you're struggling right now. I know that you're worrying about this situation. I know your heart's heavy, but I want to carry it for you. I want you to be yoked with me, and I will lead you. I will guide you. I will direct your path. I mean, God in His everlasting mercy and love for us, Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy, my yoke is light. And what's so beautiful is that Jesus did it all on the cross. But he's reminding us of the goodness of the love of the Father and that manifestation of God, Son, and Holy Spirit within him as our model, as our Lord. And so he says to us that I will give you rest. You will find rest in Jesus Christ. You see, the enemy wants you to be yoked with him. That's how we get into this turmoil where we start wrestling with our thoughts that we are fighting against this world and in ourselves in the temple of Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit wants nothing more than to say, let's go to the Father, thank Him, love Him, renew our minds, know what Jesus Christ did. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. By the stripes Jesus Christ bore on the cross, it is finished. Jesus said, forgive them, Father. And so we know this, and as you, as you confess these out of your heart, declaring it, you know that the word is sent out. And that the fruit that that word produces is goodness, is mercy, is love, is peace, is joy. But see, the enemy wants you to be yoked with him, and now you're an ox, and he's another ox, but he's just dragging you. He's dragging you, because once you take this spiritual fight in the natural, he's taking you, and now he is just dragging you and manhandling you all over the place. He has you where he wants, because the moment you plead, the blood of Jesus Christ, the moment that you say, thank you, Father, for Jesus, he has to let go. But see, he doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to be yoked with him. But by the grace of God, in verse 30, Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. And I just want to encourage you again that when we meditate on God's goodness and mercy, when we're just thanking God for what Jesus Christ did for us, when we're allowing Holy Spirit to minister, minister to us, you may think, I'm not doing anything about my situation. I still have this circumstance facing me. I still have this trouble. I still have this coming at me. I still have this. 
But this is the absolute truth. When you're thanking God and meditating in Him, Holy Spirit goes out and addresses those situations, those circumstances. And maybe your, maybe your circumstance is about worry and anxiety. And maybe it's about a loved one. Or maybe it's about a situation. I tell you, when you rest and find comfort in thanking our Father and renewing your mind, not only does Holy Spirit do a mighty work within you, but the Word is sent out by the Spirit of God. And Holy Spirit addresses those situations and gives you favor and breakthrough in every circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 12, 24 through 34. Consider the ravens. Do they not sow or reap? They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. That is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. How much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. And do not set your heart Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes, near no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The devil is not hate. The devil is worry. That's a strong statement, but let me repeat it. The devil is not hate. The devil is worry. The Bible says many, many, many times, do not worry. And there's a reason why God would say do not worry. Because the enemy wants nothing more than to put your situation or circumstance in front of you with a feeling of hopelessness, with the intent to steal, kill, and destroy your life. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to stay in that state of worry and anxiety. When you stay in that, he has you so distracted because you are now blinded 
by the goodness and mercy of God our Father. Even as a Christian now, there are a lot of Christians living this life powerless. That by the grace of God, they confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And hallelujah, you are sealed with Holy Spirit. But hear my heart and hear the anointing of this message. They, in their will that God has given them, bound up Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not their teacher. Holy Spirit is not in charge of their life. They are. And this is what's very, very crucial now. When the devil, when worry, has consumed you, now, if you're not filled with Holy Spirit and hearing what Holy Spirit has to say, in your mindset, you will start trying to figure out what do I need to do to get out of it. And in many cases, because worry and anxiety, depression, all that stuff, anger, all that stuff is all linked together. It's all the same demonic oppression, possession, however you want to call it, it's from the pit of hell. But that manifestation in itself brings sickness to the body. That worry, that anxiety, all it's there for is to draw a separation from you and God because now, whether you know it or not, you are in pride. You are in that manifested pride where you're just considering suicide, you're considering just horrible ways to handle your situation, you're considering just dead-end decisions. And that's where the enemy wants you, that there's no more hope, that you're forgotten. So what happens? Now you isolate yourself, you detach yourself from loved ones. You just feel isolated. And when you're isolated, what happens? It, you dig a deeper and deeper hole because you're in that worry. You're in that anxiety. You're so depressed. You're angry. You're mad. You're so sad. And so what do you, what do you turn to at that point? Unfortunately, there's many. There's many, many, many that turn to drugs, that turn to alcohol, that turn to sex. And they think that this thing that they're putting in their body is actually making them feel better. All it is is a counterfeit of the devil trying to make you feel that love that only Jesus Christ can feel. So then of course you, you begin your self-loathing. You begin going through that loathing phase. And then the depression, of course, kicks in. And then what? The enemy has you when you think, I am worthless. And we learned in our affirmations of, I am. I mean, that's blasphemy. Because if you are a child of God, who received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I command in the name of Jesus, even as you listen to me right now, I want you to pray this out because we both are going to plead the blood of Jesus and pray this out. We plead the blood of Jesus right now. Three, two, one. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, overflow, fill me. 
fill me. And I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that I receive the gift of the helper and I will not bind you again. In Jesus' name, amen. So we know that the devil is worry. We've discussed as far as the tactics and exposed the enemy of what he does to, to many of us who don't have Holy Spirit and he just gets us into the works category now. Let me see what you got. What can you do? And I feel so bad for some of us who unintentionally just live our life thinking that there is no Holy Spirit. I feel so bad for you. And I'm praying that by the time we're done with this podcast, that when you confess, Jesus, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I persecuted you. I'm sorry that I turned the other way. That I recognize who you are, but I didn't receive your spirit. And I pray that you do that. And I'm praying for you. For everyone, for the millions listening, I pray that Holy Spirit does a revival in your heart. And we as children of God are flowing in Holy Spirit. And watch the revival takes place within yourself, within your house, within your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your children. And with your community, of course. So how do we address, how do we, how do we address this situation? So we ask Holy Spirit to just fill us in overflow. Holy Spirit, forgive us. Oh, Father God, forgive us. Say it with me. Father God, forgive us. Forgive me of my pride. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, you have been in me, with me all the time, and I never ask for your help. Holy Spirit, help me. You are in charge. You are the driver. I'm your vessel. You drive. Holy Spirit, you're in charge. You're the only teacher. I just thank you so much, Father God, that you are on my side. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back to that. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you so when you thank God when you thank God oh hallelujah when you thank God you're thanking him of his goodness you're thanking him of his love of his mercy of his grace of his power of his beauty of his might you're thanking God for everything for every breath for your health for your restoration for your family for your beautiful wife your your anointed beautiful husband, your, your, your beautiful marriage, your anointed children, the beautiful anointed home you live in, you're just thanking God for everything. In the spirit, you're just, you're just thanking God. You have nothing to say, just cry. Just in overwhelming joy, just cry. Just thank God. For those of you who speak in tongues, speak in tongues. For those of you who don't, cry, groan, moan. Thank you. Oh. Mm, 
Thank you, Father. Thank you. For those of you who think it's weird and you just said, Holy Spirit, feel me, then just thank Him. Just thank Him. Thank Him to the point where you're stumbling over your words. Just thank Him. Because Holy Spirit will give you your prayer language. Glory to God. And the next is, you know, while you're thanking God, face the cross. Because you can't thank God without thanking God for Jesus. Our ambassador, our savior, our Lord, our God. Jesus Christ who, who bore everything on the cross for us, that forgave us of our sins. You know, when you, when you thank Jesus, you're facing the cross, but you're making it so personal and intimate with Him that you're saying, thank you, Father, for sending me Jesus, that because I believe in Jesus, I have eternal life. You just use John 3:16, and all Christians know that scripture, and this entire world knows that scripture. And it's pretty sad because people know that scripture without being saved, and people know that scripture without Holy Spirit. But you see what happens when you thank God intimately? You're thanking God for Jesus. You're thanking Jesus that you died for me. So you're facing the cross. And as you thank Jesus for the cross, you're thanking God that you are resurrected with Christ. And you're thanking God once again for sending Holy Spirit to live in you, the Helper. So you just thank in the Spirit. You just thank Him in everything. And then you, you ask yourself, my goodness, this situation circumstance that I was going through doesn't seem so big anymore because I'm thanking God and I'm thinking, wow, Jesus took on the cross for me. Jesus died for me. Jesus, the only perfect one, the Son of God, in whom God loved, oh my goodness, God's only begotten Son, don't you know? I mean, God loves you so much that God would sacrifice Jesus for you. And when you start meditating on that, and you're continuously thinking and thanking God for that, and Holy Spirit now is manifesting in you, just like when Jesus was walking this earth, now what do you want to do? You want to go and tell people. You want to go and tell people about how much God loves you and what God did for you. And you want to tell people your testimony, that you were facing this thing, that you were facing this doubt and this worry and this anxiety or this depression, this addiction, this anger, whatever it is that was trying to form itself against you, that the Word of God says will never prosper. You're sharing your testimony. And now you have that manifestation of God Himself within you in your heart and you're showing and telling people about the goodness of God our Father, about Jesus Christ and why He said, I am the truth, the way, the life. The only way to the Father is through me, that He's the only way. And you broke through that way because you received all of Jesus Christ and the power to open that door is Holy Spirit. And when you have that door fully open, you have the manifestation of heaven, of everything good and perfect from our Heavenly Father living within your heart, within your body, and you feel that manifestation of God Himself in you. And now you just say, I am the beloved of God and the anointing of Holy Spirit is overflowing in me in such a way that when I lay hands on people, they are healed. When they hear my voice, they are freed from their addiction, their disease. And it's not anything you have done. 
It's not your works, but the faith works in Jesus, in Holy Spirit, in God our Father, manifesting within you. And you find yourself in a peace so supernatural, so uncomprehendable that your mind can't even fathom. You can't even make sense of this supernatural peace knowing that God provides all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that God is on my side, that I am blessed coming, that I am blessed going, that there's no weapon formed against me that shall prosper, that God is my God, and God is my Father, and God is my power, and the words that I speak is of God, because out of my heart I declare the word, and the word goes out, and it does work. That in the name of Jesus, I can ask angels to minister, to go before me, and to do a mighty work. That in the name of Jesus Christ, I am restored. I am rested. I am beloved of God the Father. Amen. I just want to thank you for this opportunity to pray with you, to go over scripture, and just to believe with you in the goodness of our Father God, and that everything good and perfect is our Father. And I just thank you so much that you would listen to this podcast and open your heart and renew your mind in the goodness of our Father God, in what Jesus Christ did is more than perfect, lacking nothing, that He fulfilled the law, and that in what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ purchased, He sent Holy Spirit. And I don't want us to miss this. In everything of this life, I want to stress this point, that we are the temple of Holy Spirit, and we can no longer live a life thinking that we know Jesus without Holy Spirit. So in a moment, we're going to pray. But once again, I just want to say thank you so much. And I'm believing God. You are an overcomer. Holy Spirit is already there in the future of your circumstance, of your situation. Holy Spirit's already there working it out for the glory of God. So I just reach out to you that when you speak out, Jesus, help me. The Helper is living inside already. Hear me now. There's a lot of religions, a lot of doctrine right now that unfortunately is hurting a true child of God. It's hurting because you cannot operate Father, Son, no Holy Spirit. There's a reason why Jesus baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's a reason why God showed us with John the Baptist. We know the story. But when Holy Spirit come, come down like a, like a dove, in the form of a dove, upon Christ Jesus our Lord. 
So rebuke any religion, any trained or learned thoughts of religion, of Christianity, whatever you want to call it. And right now I pray, this is a divine time right now as you're listening to this podcast. However you got it, it doesn't matter. God wanted you to hear this. God wanted you to hear this. You don't know me, I don't know you. Praise Jesus, because guess what? We are one spirit in Christ, and I will see you soon one day. But I just want to thank you again for just believing with me and agreeing with me in the goodness and mercy of God our Father, and that in what Jesus Christ did is more than perfect, and that we are victorious in Christ because of Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you, Father God, that you have rebuked worry and anxiety over this situation, this circumstance, over this loved one, over this financial constraint, whatever my brother or sister is going through right now, whether it's turmoil that they're dealing with, Father, thank you for rebuking this anxiety, this worry. And in the Spirit, Father, Holy Spirit, I ask you to go before them and to silence the enemy. The devil, you have no voice. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, just in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, you have to let go and you have to shut up and flee. And Father, thank you so much that you reveal to us how much you love us. And we just thank you so much, Lord Jesus Christ, in what you fulfilled in making me one with our Father. That your blood continues to speak blessings. That continues to do a mighty work in us through your Holy Spirit. Father, thank you that you're a big and perfect God. And that this situation, this circumstance, is nothing to you, Father. Father God, we place our trust in you. Father, we trust that what your Son did, in what Jesus Christ did, is more than perfect. Lord Jesus Christ, we trust that what you took upon that cross is everything is everything that we need. And we trust in you, Holy Spirit, that you are our helper, that you will give us supernatural peace, an anointing of love, of all your fruit that you promise that we will overflow in that. I thank you, Father God. So Father, just as a renewal I open my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. And Father, we are praying this all together now. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior. I receive you in my heart that is open to you. I believe you are the only Son of God. You are the Lamb of God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I died with you that day. And Father, thank you 
for raising me with the same spirit from the dead living a resurrected life filled with your promised Holy Spirit to take charge over your vessel in Jesus name Amen